HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, the best-selling Irish single malt in the U.S. The Sexton is an unexpected modern malt for the everyman, rich in hue, approachable in taste, and memorable in character. Learn more at thesexton.com. Hi, I'm Moxie Rosenblum. My dad, Harry Rosenblum, hosts Feast Your Ears on Heritage Radio Network. Right now, HRN is having a summer membership drive. Becoming a member is so easy, and you'll help support shows like my dad's. You can sign up for a one-time donation or become a monthly sustaining member by visiting heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Let's keep food radio on the airwaves this summer. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in the rhythm and him. It's gonna get you some in the air. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And my name is Souther Teague. Souther, what the fuck is going on with you, buddy? It's been a hell of a week, pal. It's been a hell of a month. Uh, agreed. Yeah. First it was Negroni Week. Uh, yeah. Then Bar Convent. Man, it's been, Bar, would, would you, uh, I did you eight, think about it? I, did, like, I didn't get to go to it at all. I did eight events in three days. We talked about right. it last week. No, I know, I know. It was Just a lot. Regale me with, uh, your, your stress level and your, Stress uh, level wasn't that high. Work have you level, slept at all? Work, work level was very high. No, I'm back, I'm, you know, back to my normal, which is a lot of work as well. Yeah. The um, reward for hard work. Is more work. Yeah. Yeah, everybody knows that. Everybody know that. Um, but Dude. speaking of rewards for hard work, the Tales of the Cocktail long list, yeah. the sort of semifinal list, came out last Friday, and the finals list comes out next Friday. We got a ton of friends in many different categories. Sorry I sound like crap today, guys. It's that time of year where the air conditioning and the humidity battle it out for my, the raining over my throat. <clears throat> so, you sound great, buddy. Yeah. I sound like I ate cigarettes for breakfast. Well, you should meet me for breakfast sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of friends on all the various lists of, of potential nominees. And, you know, that's all well and good. Great for them. However, <laughs> <laughs> the category for best broadcast, podcast, or video blog lists the Speakeasy as one of its nominees for the first time in the show's near eight-year history. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations, Damon. Thanks. And, and to you. So there. I think the, and you also have a couple of uh, accolades, your a couple of nominations, uh, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, I, I, what are I, the categories? I call these nods, right? The nominations yeah. come out on Friday. This is the the list of ten. It's kind of the semifinals. The finals is in two days on Friday. Uh, Maury Margo's on there for <clears throat> for the, 
for the second time we've ever been on the, the, the 10 list mm-hmm. for world's best spirits list. And at first glance, I think to myself, we don't belong on that list. We have one bourbon, right? We don't have right. the world's best list. But the list is either a broad... Uh, yeah, one rye whiskey, and it's yeah. a 1909 old overhaul. <laughs> well, that makes it pretty special. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's either yeah, it's either for a, a broad stroke of like a massive you know catalog, or for a, you know a singularity of focus. So we're on the list because we're so focused. Right. Um, we were on the ten list two years ago. We did not make the cut. We weren't on the list last year at all. This year we're back on there. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. But for the first time ever, we're on there for best cocktail bar. Yeah. But my internal dilemma is. Also on the list is my favorite bar, <laughs> Bar Goto. So I saw Kenta Goto last night, and we're going to fight. <laughs> anyway. Don't, please don't hurt him. It's great. I, I think that dude would kill me. <laughs> I think that, yes. I think Kenta would kill me in a fight. Um, but whatever. It's great to be on the 10 list. Yeah, it's we'll great. We'll see what happens on Friday. I'm hopeful, honestly, for the speakeasy. This is my favorite thing that I do, and... Uh, you know, if we could get on there, you've you've had this show for so much longer than I've been on here, and it's just, it's a well deserved nod, and and it, you know, this is all panel driven, right? So it's all from our friends uh, yeah. in the industry. This isn't a popularity vote. It's it's uh, right. It's so also great it feels to be good. on with a, a bunch of our buddies who you know, yeah, like bartender at large, uh, shift none. drink podcast, bar yeah. none is on it's, there, bar yeah. chick TV, which is a totally. brand new thing. Yeah. They're on there. Like, it's a great list. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, I've always said, you know, since since I started the show almost eight years ago, it's like. You know, I don't get paid to do this. Right. When they when they told me how much I was going to make doing it, I was like, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll be there every I'm week. Paid nothing? I'll <laughs> yeah. do it. Um, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, we just we just do it out of uh, love and appreciation for what we do, and uh, and we get to have uh, a lot of fun, and we get to learn a lot, and we get to have great guests on the show. Speaking of which, yeah, we have we have two great people in the studio today. Uh, Lauren Meyer- Myerskoff came all the way up from New Orleans, or sort of. You were already kind of up here at Tiki by the Sea. Yes, I was. From, and you have Cocktail and Sons, which is a syrup uh, company out of New Orleans. And then in the studio also, Valerie Franco, my friend uh, and regular at Amori Margo, or satellite regular, because she doesn't live here. But True. she's a drummer in many bands, and last night you were on Seth Meyers. Woo! This is the, <laughs> this is the second time in, in less than two months that we've, <laughs> that we've had a guest on who was on Seth Meyers the night before, and I'll say the same thing to you that I said to him. So this must be a total letdown. <laughs> this is the highlight of my... Should, These should've... sound effects are giving me so much life. <laughs> you should have done it the other way around. You should have been on our show today and Seth Meyers tonight, and then it would have been like an uphill build to a crescendo. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Lauren, how are you? I'm feeling good. So you've been doing a lot of touring lately. Kind of like you're in your own band. <laughs> My band is a lot less interesting, yeah. Well, it's just the one, it's a one, it's it's a one, a one lady man, band. Yeah, it's a one-man band. Nobody wants to see that. That's not true. You're, you're a solo artist. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm not, actually. I have Cocktail and Sons with my husband, Max. That's so let's, right. Let's not, let's not forget him. But he's like background. He's, a, he's not even a roadie. He doesn't travel with you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, because we have a child together, we have to travel separately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I watch uh, you guys' uh, social media feeds, and yeah, it's usually you, one, one stays home other. and one goes out. One or the other. It's a partnership. So it's your time out. It's my time. It's my time, baby. So let's talk about the company altogether. What is, what is Cocktail and Sons? Talk to let's, Cocktail let's, and let the Sons. listener hear about it. Cocktail and Sons is a line of all-natural handcrafted syrups for the home commercial bar. Uh, my husband Max and I started it in 2015. Um, we have grown exponentially over the last couple of years. Uh, distribution now in 
Vegas, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, Louisiana. Uh, I love that it's New just York. Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Fuck Nevada. Ve- Vegas. Just Vegas. <laughs> just Vegas. That's what counts. Well, it's kind of like saying Austin. Right. It's either yeah. in the desert or it's in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> it's like uh, it's Austin or it's uh, Dallas in Texas. You know, it's like it's it's its own thing in the middle of you yeah. know the state. In a big giant thing. I mean, but Reno. Reno's got a whole like Reno to a lesser extent, yeah. Yeah, Reno's is really. I mean, those are like what's rolling the two cities in Nevada, but like Reno's kind of like blown up now too. There's like a whole there's some cool stuff thing going on there Reno. too. Yeah, yeah. The so biggest the Nevada city. and all Nevada. these southern states you're saying uh, yeah. are starting to. So what do you like as far as like I know we were talking a little bit about this before the show. So there was uh, uh, somewhere else writing a second book on. He just got the new iPhone, so he's <laughs> got to write another book on it. <laughs> yeah. No. Fuck you, Southern. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, but we were talking about the kind of like understanding like the spread of... Oh, this We can talk about it a little bit later in the show, but uh, talking about like where the spread of like what your reach is for your product. Like what, like how much of it's being used behind bars and how much is being used... For consumers at home. Oh, yeah. that's an interesting question. When we first started this company, we started it specifically for the home bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two socialite parents with a very large home bar when I was growing up, and I, it always appealed to me. Kind of bring it back. We social. We socialize. We have a lot of people in our home. A lot. We do dinner parties, and uh, as bartenders, both of us people were always asking us, you know, like, oh, make a cocktail. We have this big bar. Make a cocktail, uh, and. It was something that we saw was lacking. We saw the need for it in the market. We didn't realize that it had a, an application for the commercial bar until probably about six months in uh, when Arno's French 75 was the first bar. Chris Hanna picked it up uh, and said, hey, I can actually use this. Um, and that's when we realized that we were onto something. Did you see a, a certain change? Like, I mean, like, there were other companies that had, you know, for the first one I can think of is like a bigger company like Stirrings, who's making like different kinds of uh, mm-hmm. syrups and bitters. Um, I can't see the air quotes. <laughs> the air quotes. Um, but uh, you know, like these kind of like like more like RTD art, like ready to serve kind of like syrups and mixers and things like that. When did you? I, I don't know. This is kind of a question for the whole studio here. It's like when did you actually see like a change where it was like, oh shit. This is actually something that can be used. Like you said, Chris Hanna was like, I can actually use this in my bar. Mm-hmm. Whereas well, like before that, it was like bartenders were making, making their, their own, own stuff. Yeah. I think it's a, an, a thing of economy of scale plus uh, combined with uh, a consistency of product, right? Yeah, it's consistency. It's uh, quality mm-hmm. and it's also labor. Like why do you want your best people in a kitchen making syrups when they should be doing what they do best, which is standing That's in front really of your point. guests? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Like there's a cost. There's a, there's a return on investment of, of having someone... Be doing the thing they do best rather than trifling away their time with things like like this, right? Yeah. And there's yeah. got there's obviously a market. If Chris Hanna was your first account, that's that had to be like a a real aha moment, right? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, yeah. oh wait, <laughs> wait I can sell minute. this by the case instead of by the bottle. He said Max came home and he's like, Chris Hanna wants to use it, and I said, Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn, baby, we're gonna have to step up production. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, talk about that some. Where did it begin? I assume, as with most of these sort of craft projects, it started in your home kitchen. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, between between me and Max, uh, we had, when we started this company, 22 years of bartending experience. Sure. I've been bartending since I was 16. Um, which That's I, New Orleans, baby. Yeah. <laughs> in a drive-thru daiquiri shop in Lafitte. Jack Shack. Yeah. 
Drive-through. Nice. I know. Drive-through. That's Louisiana for you. Um, and then he's been bartending in San Francisco, New York, New Orleans forever. Uh, and we had all of these recipes. And when we got started, we were making them in our home kitchen when I was very pregnant. And that was not fun because everything was sticky. And, that and, humid, <laughs> and humid in New Orleans, as right. always. But we did not get a divorce. Instead, we moved out to a commercial kitchen. Uh, Louisiana <laughs> Cottage Law only lets you uh, produce up to $20,000, and we surpassed that in the first four months of our first year of business, official year of business, 2015. Um, and then we moved out to a commercial kitchen where we are still. It's a shared commercial kitchen space right on the other side of the airport in New Orleans. Um, and that's Louis. what we do now, yeah. Louis Armstrong, baby. That's right. Uh, now you're from New Orleans, but I met you when you lived here in New York. I did live in New York. And then you decided to go back to New Orleans. Was that based at all on this business, or was that no? Because that predated the business, but it yeah was there like, several years. Oh, yeah. No, my dad was sick. Mm. My dad had a stage four prostate cancer, and we actually we moved back to spend time with him. We got to spend a year with him before he passed, mm. and but it was his contribution after he died monetary contribution that allowed us to start this business so in a way moving back to new orleans was really our lifesaver that was what gave us what we have now the opportunity to have this business yeah well something good out of, out of something heartbreaking <laughs> yeah um but your home you 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 were you're from new orleans you, you i'm born and raised baby yeah, you pref- i was you prefer a, to be down there i was yeah. a west banker i'm a west banker for life um <laughs> She's flashing signs, people. I know you can't see her. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm so happy to be home. New Orleans is such a great, tight-knit, smaller community. I love living in New York, uh, but it, it was so large. It's so chaotic. New Orleans is so sleepy compared to that, but I kind of yeah. dig yeah, it. Yeah, but it's also I, I feel like you get a little bit of the best of both worlds. It's, it is smaller and, and tighter, and but also it's connected to everyone, so we all make our treks down there yearly to come to Tales of the Cocktail it and it's you know Tales of the Cocktail is great it's like a giant family reunion for us yeah. absolutely it must be nice yeah. to like have everyone come to you exactly well now that we <laughs> have a kid we're like right? well we get that too but we don't we yeah, don't sure. have like a single thing that makes everyone come at once you know New York is a tourist town people are coming all the time not anymore and not yet I mean right. like Bar Agreed. Convent was Bar Convent looks yeah. like it's going to be our thing yeah uh, it was such a smashing success. Also, Hopefully, next year it'll be even bigger. Also, New Orleans, like even outside of like, I, I kind of hate that. Like you, you speaking about Austin before, it's like a lot of people think of Austin as South by Southwest. They go for South by Southwest, right. and they're like, "This is the fucking coolest city in the world. <laughs> I'm going to move here." And then they move there, and they're like, "It's really cool it's once really a year." Cool. <laughs> no, but no, Austin's it's awesome definitely a all cool the time. town, but that's a different thing at that time. Yeah, but like New Orleans, like for a lot of the people who go to like Tales of the Cocktail that are in the industry, they're like, "This is fucking crazy and awesome." It's always crazy and awesome. It's a fucking crazy, awesome city. It's the I always say this: it's the most unique city in the United States. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I lived there for three years. Yeah, well, where so, haven't you? So lived, they, so the they way? tell me. <laughs> it, was, it was a good go. <laughs> I had my turn. It, it, it to me, it's always seemed like a good place to like put down roots, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that you've stolen a couple of my friends from me. Nick Jarrett was just here. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. That hair. He's waiting on. He's waiting on that haircut. So beautiful. Yeah, he's just trying to join my band. So luxurious. <laughs> uh, and you've got my friend Abigail Golo. We sure do, Abigail Comparlapan. She She's is on the, the list. Shit. She's on one of the lists. Which I list know. is she on? There's so many I lists, remember. I can't keep it all together. <laughs> 
But way to go, Abigail. Yeah. She moved from here as well. Yeah, lots of folks seem to expatriate New York and move down to, to New Orleans. And we so, just have that kind of city. I mean, it is, a, it is a city for drinkers. If you want to drink, you should come down and see us. Yeah, it's, it's also very like, I don't know. I don't want to get too flowery about it, but it's, it's very romantic and charming and old sure world. And meet, hot and humid Which and I sweaty. fucking love, by the way. Everyone knows that I <laughs> that's love why, that. That's why I look so young. I'm going to look like I'm <clears throat> fucking 20 forever. Never need moisturizer. Never. <laughs> doesn't matter if you put it on, you just sweat it right off anyway. Oh, yeah. love it. I love it. I'm um, ca- I come from a desert town, so moisturizer all the time. How Less, often, lest you be ashy. How often do you get to New Orleans? Uh, not often enough. I love, love, love that town uh, so much. I mean, it's it's get, it's the root of all it's a great the mu- music that I love. I was about love. to say, it's a great music town. Do you get to go through there and play music? I mean, arguably, it's it's the birthplace of rock and roll. I mean, that's where the su- that's where the su- I'll this, take it. Well, I mean, it's where the 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 second line style mm-hmm. came from, like from from funerals, mm-hmm. the like the bands, the yeah. yeah the celebratory, like that's where jazz started, and you can like we and, still have and, a festival and, named after it. Oh, it's amazing, <laughs> and like pretty pretty big deal. <laughs> you still have a <laughs> festival named. It's after a little it. tiny thing. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Heard about it? Jazz fest. Jazz. It's it just like it's jazz. Have you heard of jazz? Do you like jazz? There's <laughs> a lot of jazz acts at it. <laughs> jazz acts. Yeah. <laughs> Trios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatnot. Uh, so, what took you then uh, away from the bar? Because we're, we're skipping one giant piece of your life. Oh yeah, from bar to bar. Well, From the bar exam, bar to, exam the bar. to behind the bar. You are <laughs> a lawyer, uh, or as we would say in the South, a counselor. I'm an attorney. Yes. Attorney at law. Um, yeah, uh, so I, uh, oh, really sweet romantic story. I met my husband when I was in law school in Cleveland. I met him at a bar in New York. Cleveland. I met him at, uh, yeah, I was at Case Western. I'm a proud graduate of Case Western Reserve University School of Law. Um, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Don't knock Cleveland. Hey, but Tennessee Williams said, what do you say? There are only There's three New, cities in America. New York, New Orleans, San Francisco. Everywhere else is Cleveland. Everywhere else is Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you know that. <laughs> of course I do. Um, yeah, I met my husband when I was in law school. I was uh, off for spring break in my second year. One of my friends said, come to Brooklyn. I said, sure. I drove here. Um, I got out of the car. Eight-hour drive. I was totally exhausted. She pulls me into the Burp Castle. Burp Castle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she says, there's this guy that I want you to meet. I know that you really like bourbon. Uh, he really likes bourbon, too. I think you two would get along. And um, and that was how I met my husband. <laughs> did Max work at the Burp Castle? He did not, no. Oh, he, he was just there, just there okay, on his wow. night off. Oh, okay. He was there on his night off. Holy shit. I can't but imagine still, that's that that's an easy lob, don't you think? You like swimming pools? I like swimming <laughs> pools. Like, it's a kind of a universal <laughs> like, right? It was 2010. <laughs> I mean, times were different back then. <laughs> bourbon was cheap and easy to come by. Um, yeah, she said, uh, you, I think you're really going to like this guy. And I was like, oh, I really do. And so we had a one-night stand, and we are <gasps> the still shame. going. The, the scandal. Well, We're then that's, still go- then that's I don't think I did it right. Yeah. I don't think I did it right. Uh, yeah, now we're married and we have a kid, but when I graduated from law school, I moved to New York and took the bar, and I was actually an attorney here for two years, two and a half years. You uh, did construction what? law, right? I did. That's fucked up. I was the construction only woman in law the room. in New York City. 
I was the wow. only woman in the room half the time. It was great. Yeah, it was there was a lot of like talking with your hands, no. you know, like hey. Oh, no. No. I, that's exactly. It's a lot of people from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a. Uh, it was we really. Love New Jersey, it me. was really tough, and I'm going to tell you when you're a lawyer, somebody in the room is always really unhappy to see you. So, I mean, but when I was a bartender, everybody was always really happy to see me. So that's a big change for me. So that's eventually what spurned my decision. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back behind the bar because I'm tired of this. I want, I want people to be happy to see me. Walking in the room and seeing people burst into tears, it's not, it's not what you want in life. But that's got to be, uh, granted, construction law, which maybe doesn't have anything directly to do with what you do now, but certainly your uh, uh, acumen in that arena has has probably helped your business, yeah? Yeah, well, I did do some small business law, too, um, which, which definitely helped. Definitely mm. helped. Unfortunately, Louisiana is uh, ruled by the Napoleonic Code, which is a civil law, so I, not common law, like the entire rest of the country. So my law degree is not applicable in Louisiana. But that is well, whether your degree is applicable or not, the smarts. You got the smarts. You got the smarts, kid. I've always had the smarts. Yeah, but you know what I mean. You know the ins and the outs of the laws <laughs> and do. whatnot. I do. It's actually super helpful. Yeah. Well, we should take a quick break. We'll come back and speak further with attorney at law, Lauren Myerskoff <laughs> from Cocktail and Sons. We should actually probably start talking about your actual, your products <laughs> that are sitting right here on the bar. Oh, those things. Um, before we cut away for the break, I'm going to talk to you real fast about, uh, you know, Damon, it's our annual summer fun drive. It sure you know is, that? man. We're trying to get to 25K before July 31st. That's the end of next month, people. Pay, t- pay attention. Um, you know what you can do now? Damon, this is a new thing. You can set up a monthly recurring donation and support uh, Heritage Radio Network all the way through the year. Uh, you can start at just $5 a month to get an individual membership, or $10 a month gets you a household membership. Um, help us to make and ensure a bright future for Heritage Radio Network. Go to heritageradionetwork.org forward slash donate and follow the prompts. We'll, yeah. be, we'll be right back. I'm Souther Teague of Moria Margo and co-host of The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, a new and unexpected modern malt for the everyman. The whiskey is made from 100% Irish malted barley, triple distilled for smoothness in copper pot stills, and consciously aged for four years in Oloroso sherry butts. My favorite part about the Sexton is that sherry influence from those Oloroso sherry butts. They're the large sherry uh, barrels that have been used. And then the, uh, the whiskey gets aged in them for four years, giving them this sort of nutty, almost savory quality. Um, the copper pot still makes for an extremely smooth finish. Um, I like it in a highball or just neat. Uh, every time I have a sip, I, I want another one. So next time you're gathered with friends or posted up at your favorite bar, reach for The Sexton, the best-selling Irish single malt in North America. You can learn more at thesexton.com. And we are back. You're listening to the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. Um, we are just having a fantastic time here, just chatting it up, yeah. talking about New Orleans. Talking you know, about apparently, Damon, that's what the people like from us. Just chatting it up, chatting it up. You know, we're getting sometimes accolades. I forget that we have microphones in front of us. We're just oh, I do too. We're just that good. Also, <laughs> also, <laughs> we made it this far. Also reminds me that I need to. Yeah, by the way, you know, I didn't mention it at the top of the show because we're so excited about ourselves all the time. Um, 
But David Tattashore, whose voice booms in every now and again, he's a big part of the reason we got uh, we got some recognition. Thanks, Dave. Stop yeah. it. Stop. I wish I had a, a MIDI controller back here so I could throw some sound effects your way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, thanks. You kind of channeled that from your brain to my heart. Oh my Aww. god! You know what? We're just gonna we're gonna take this off <laughs> off the air, buddy. We'll talk about it later. You guys, should we get a room? Take this off. <laughs> yeah. Get a room, you two. We're gonna have to get a studio without a giant window in it. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, we're, talk- we're back with Lauren Myerskov <laughs> from Cocktail and Sons, fame. Hey, Famed attorney at law hey, in New Orleans. <laughs> famed, uh, famed lapsed attorney at law. Well, you got to be famous for something. All my favorite attorneys aren't attorneys anymore. Amen. Is I that mean, maybe the reason? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> They're all your favorites. I, I, I ruined their lives. <laughs> I, I ruined their careers. I, I actually love how many attorneys. We know a lot of attorneys that are that have shifted over to the bar world in yeah. some way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. We were talking about this before the uh, the break, but um, back in New Orleans, you started making these syrups. Uh, Chris Hanna at uh, Arnaud's French 75 bar uh, picked it up, and you're like, fuck, we can actually do something with this. Yeah. So it starts spreading. You get into Vegas, otherwise known as <laughs> the state of Nevada. Was that the, uh, big, was that the first jump? It went from New Orleans to Vegas? Uh... Both gambling towns. Yeah, I think so. Actually, really? That was yeah. our first like really big big account. account. Would yeah. you get a big casino or something? Yeah, Cosmo man. That was the that was yeah. the big one. That was the first jump that we made. Wow. Yeah. So now, Cosmo Mandalay Bay, all of them. Sure. So Just you you moved from your home kitchen to the shared commercial kitchen, and then boom, Cosmo Mandalay Bay. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you find yourself in this position where it just can't be the two of you anymore. Sure. Well, first, before you jump to that, like having to need an employee, talk to me about what that volume means. You went from your home kitchen, which means what are you producing? 10 gallons a week? Give me a number. Maybe. Yeah, probably about 10 gallons a week. Oh, that's a good guess. All right. Yeah. So then you move. <laughs> just winging sure, it. Sure, why Damn, it's like you've done this before. <laughs> then uh, I haven't. Then you move to the, the shared commercial space, and mm-hmm. what does that jump your production up to? Oh, God. To tell you the truth, I don't even know. Sure. Um, I I keep track of it in bottles. I don't really keep track of it in gallons anymore. But I will tell you that we just shipped a literal ton of syrup out to Vegas last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Two thousand pounds. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, two thousand pounds of syrup. Um, scaling up that much requires so much forethought and a very careful financial planning. Sure. Yeah. Um, requires like buying sugar by the. You don't even want to know pound amount, and um, and but we have a really close relationship with our farmers. We measure everything by Amori Margos here. Can right. we tell me how many it's how many Amori Margos pounds? Four thousand Amori Margos. Wait, is it two hundred and thirty something? Forty. Two hundred and forty. Sorry, I didn't want to shortchange you. I know size matters. Happens all the time. Not to worry. Um, so that's incredible. Let's talk about that some. So this is a small business that you started literally in your home, mm-hmm. meaning you were probably in the beginning, I, I'm assuming, tell me if I'm wrong, you were just like, okay, we're going to the grocery store, I'm going to buy 20 pounds of sugar, I'm going to come home and buy, go to the farmer's market and buy whatever strawberries, whatever syrup you were making at the time. Yeah. Um, like this was just like, you're we, paying commercial prices for the first few batches, I'm sure. We sure were. Um, when we first When we got our first restaurant depot card, it was like a godsend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were just buying it wholesale and, uh, or not even wholesale, we were buying it retail 
and going off and making these syrups. But from the beginning, we had a very specific mission. We knew that we were going to do these four syrups year round. And then we thought that we could do seasonals, but we weren't sure what they were for the first year. So we spent kind of a year sussing it out. Um, so we have the, the core four line year round, which is the spiced demerara, the honeysuckle peppercorns, uh, the oleosaccharum, and the mint and lemon verbena. And then uh, we do seasonals for Mardi Gras. We do the king cake syrup with a little baby on the bottle. Uh, we do the fashionola syrup, which is what won us the Garden and Gun Made in the South Award. Uh, we won the drinks category uh, for that in 2017. Uh, and then we do a watermelon Thai basil, clarified watermelon Thai basil. Um, all of them shelf stable for a year. Amazing. Yeah. So I think my questions are like when you're under, like when you start going into this and you start like you're, you're under development for figuring out like what, what's needed out there. Like I know we, at the beginning of the show, we talked about like, it was kind of like driven more towards like the, um, kind of like home bartender mm -hmm. or consumer, but then it shifted like after being placed in a couple of cocktail bars, then you're like, oh shit. Like, oh, shit. You're, did you like have that moment where you're like, all right, we have to like make these, like something like an oleosaccharum is like, it's not necessarily something that every cocktail bar makes. Right. But a lot of them are like really into that. Yep. You know, yeah. Like, we, well, yeah. We so, make different oleosaccharums at my bar, but the thing is like, I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> not, I'd, not, rather, I'd rather Would you rather it. not? But, I have but, just the product well, for you. I was going to say. They're not that easy. The yield isn't that high. The consistency is always wonky. Like but if also, you can have it somewhere where you like, I can buy it. It'll come. It's but, the same. But also boom, like boom, you were boom. saying before, it's like, it's like having your talent. Mm. Do what and, it's better at. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like obviously like you've got this honed. You know, we you do. have the craft honed, we and do. like well, rather we than having of one of yeah, then rather than have like one of my bartenders like making their syrups like in the basement for a couple of hours, like between like five and seven on a Friday night when it's like we're just like the busiest we've ever been, sure, you know, panic mode. I'm like, where the mm -hmm. fuck is that other bartender? <laughs> you know, because like, right. we don't have bar bags. We have we're actually like too busy to have bar bags. We have. We'll have three bartenders on, and it's like we do. We just support each other because everyone needs to know how to do everything. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it's just all hands on. Like everyone needs to like, and we'll be like, like running food and doing all kinds of crazy fucking shit. You know, like, but like, then every once in a while, someone's going and making some like crazy like Thai basil grapefruit oleo saccharum, you know, and shit like that. And right. It's like, <laughs> like, it's just where the hell is that person? Night. Yeah. So like, it must have been crazy. Like just from like a business point of view, like figuring out what the needs were for essentially both sides, right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because um, you have like a mint and lemon, lemon verbena. Mm -hmm. Well, syrup. we looked at what the most popular simple cocktails were, and we kind of looked at daiquiris, old fashions. Yeah, and it had to be like mojitos, pretty... Mojitos, yeah. And, uh, transferable. And margaritas. And that was what we started with. So each of the syrups corresponds to those drinks. and But we didn't want to do something like a lavender syrup. When you make a lavender syrup, everything you put it in now tastes like lavender. Right, sure. We wanted to make something that had its own personality that amplified those really beautiful notes and these great craft spirits, but we didn't want it to overwhelm the spirit. It should be a supporting It's keeping the layer. tempo. Yeah. Yeah, it's the drummer. Bum -bum. Hey, <laughs> drummer in the house. Well, I was a bass player, so maybe that's where it came. You know, there we go. I knew I liked hey. it. There it is. Thanks, Dave. It's like <laughs> understanding your your paradiddles before you 
<laughs> yes, they're essential. That's right. <laughs> I just like the word periodiddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. a fun word. Any, any chance I get to use that is it's yeah. great. I'm glad we gave you that. Happy to give you that, yeah. <laughs> so happy to be there, if only for that. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember where we were. I yeah, don't either. It's fine. So, so, you made this, so you made this jump. You made a conscious decision to choose drinks that were common enough and, and maybe needed a, a consistent uh, a quotient that, yeah. that you could add to them as a consumer or as a bar owner. What about custom stuff? Do you do that? Like if I said, hey, I want to... Whatever you just I am said, grapefruit. So happy. We didn't even lime. talk about this. I'm so happy that you mentioned it. We do. We do custom syrups now. We do like private label syrups now too. So Amazing. yeah. So uh, you know, somebody needs um, a cucumber syrup. We did a shelf stabilized for one year cucumber syrup. Nice. Yeah, it's clarified. It's a pain in the ass because it's agar clarification, and that stuff is just not right. fun. But I mean, whatever. We have the time. We have the resources. And the facility, We yeah. can do it, yeah. I mean, you know, at, at my new bar, we've got a jasmine tea oleosaccharum, and it's, uh, you know, again, not the funnest thing to make. It's, you know, consistency may not be there yet because we've only been doing it for a month. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was the other thing. I've been managing bars for... <laughs> <laughs> Call me later. Um, we, I've been managing bars for a long time, and that was one of the biggest things that we saw, uh, Max and I, when we started this company, is... The lack of consistency, not even just in what you're receiving from your grocer week to week, but also depending on who makes the syrup, right? You have one person sure, who makes who, it a whose hands, thinner, right? Yeah, you have one person who makes it a little, because Max and I used to make things that would be two completely different mm. syrups sometimes at home. And that's when you have to realize you have to hone that down. Mm-hmm. You have to get it to the right place. Yeah. I mean, you got nerds like Dave Arnold who are, you know, yeah, but he's got all kinds Go- of like hydrometers. Exactly, he's like, goofing around with his refractometer, yeah. and he's figuring out the bricks level of the fruit that he's using in a syrup, yeah. so that it's always the the, mm. the the ratio that he's looking for. Like, I got time for that. Yeah, <laughs> nobody got time for that. Man. He's got a whole team. He, well, he well, no one, no one has the, the equipment for that. You don't <laughs> that have that like, too. Uh, a, well, it always starts app. out as yeah. artistry, and then it goes to science, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of right. Yeah. I just want to keep it art. Speaking of, how do you stabilize it? Like you keep um, saying that shelf stable for a year. We, How do you control? I'm so happy you asked. Um, Is that too nerdy a question? No, I don't no, want to speak out of turn. Enough. No, we actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we worked with uh, the LSU Agriculture uh, College. Uh, they have food scientists there that'll work with you to kind of figure it out. So we use uh, a natural preservative in it, uh, citric acid, of course, and then we keep our bricks level high enough um, where it won't, where it'll be fine if you let it sit out for a year. Uh, I mean, obviously, once you open it, put it in the refrigerator, please. But uh, you can leave it unopened because it's uh, heat sealed uh, for a year. Amazing. Talk about the products that go into the bottle in general. Uh, As I recall, when I spoke to you last, which is maybe a year ago, uh, we talked about, uh, like I said in the beginning, in the beginning, you went to the grocery store and you just bought sugar. But now Mm -hmm. you buy locally made sugar in New Orleans. We sure do. All of our sugar comes from Three Brothers Farms. Shout out to Bob and Chris Romero. Um, That's only two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's actually a, a father and son. Um, three brothers named after uh, the, the three brothers who had owned it previously. Three brothers now, they're a certified Cajun product. 
Um, just north of Lafayette. Certified Cajun is a real thing in Louisiana. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a stamp. Um, is it a literal stamp? It's a literal stamp that they put on products. C- certified Cajun? Yeah, it's like a... And that's it looks, fucking awesome. That's I would dope. get that as a tattoo. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... After the show? I, I guess... Well, no, we have, to, we have to do it in New Orleans. French, French up tattoos. When you guys, come down, when you guys come down certified for Tesla Cajun. Cajun. Yeah. Well, good. we'll find out Friday if Damon's coming. <laughs> he, he says he can't come unless we make the cut. All right. My fingers are crossed. Just saying. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. Actually, maybe maybe this show will be enough to push you over. <laughs> is, um, so so certified Cajun sugar. What so about, to uh, be in New Orleans and have a company called Three Brothers, you only have to have two. Yes. Got that. To be certified Cajun, <laughs> you have to. Is, is there well, yeah, like, what is the what's the is what, it like different you know, I than have like no idea like fight what the requirements are you are. certified Cajun? No, I'm not Cajun. But your product is made in Louisiana. No, it's more than Louisiana. Cajun is more than just Louisiana. Right. So what are the rules? All right, I, we'll have I to have look no it up. Idea. Look it up. You have Google. I do. Dang. <laughs> I'll Google. I'm not doing it right now. We're on the air. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your you phone is dead brothers. from writing your second book on it. Which, by the way, <laughs> I didn't mention at the top of the show because I'm such a humble dude. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it for you. My proof copy, first first copy ever in New York City, is right here in the studio right now. Yeah. And Lauren is displaying it like this, Vanna White this right is, now. Th- yeah, this is, uh, I'll put a photo on the Speakeasy Podcast uh, Instagram. Please go check it out. But uh, And it'll be available uh, August 22nd, <laughs> but it's already available on pre-order on Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble. <laughs> and well, that's it, new, uh, Barnes & pre- Noble. Pre-ordered. It looks amazing. Anyway, get a little of this. Check did a great job on the artwork. Uh, uh, sorry, Natalie, Natalie Chuck. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and then Robert Simonson wrote the forward for me, which is very nice. Uh, yet uh, uh, um, I still, to this very minute, even though the book is here and I got it yesterday, I've not read it. I'm totally nervous to read the forward. I can't wait to read I it. I think it's very generous. I bet it's going to be. Uh, I mean, we're pals, slightly Robert snarky. I, so. hey, yeah, you know. I, I hope. Like, I like his like <laughs> Midwestern dry humor. Okay. Anyway, back off of that. Yeah. Back. So you got your sugar <laughs> from local. You, you, so all your other products are local too, right? We Pretty tend much. to we tend to veer off a lot. And here. then what I really want to talk about is is uh, Fashionola. Fashionola. Oh, am I mispronouncing it? Fashionola. Fashionola. Can we talk about the, it or no? The revived hurricane syrup. Fuck yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, this is uh, that lawyer coming out because yeah. you had some legal issues, right? Can we talk about that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean we don't have to. Uh, we probably shouldn't. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about fas- we'll just, Fashionola yeah. then. What is it? Um, fashionola is a revived hurricane syrup. It's a, a forgotten syrup. Uh, it was the original syrup that went into the hurricane. Um, we Well-known New Orleans cocktail. Very well-known. Not, just, like, not just the storms that constantly hammer Pat the city. O'Brien's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we read an article on Eater in 2015, I think, uh, that was like... So right when you were what starting the company. Yeah, and said, what is fashionola? It was a very big year for you. It was a very big year. I know, and I gave birth that year. Dang. I know. Pivotal. Don't start a company when you're having a kid. It's such a bad idea. Um, I mean, it just get doubles every, your workload. Just get everything over all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I had to do it over again, I would probably actually do the exact same thing. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah. No regrets. No. She's wonderful. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so yeah, we found this article and it's like, what is Fashionola? And we read it, and apparently the the stuff that was commercially available was very, you know, kind of Hawaiian punchy, very tropical tones, but artificially colored, artificially flavored. And we said New Orleans deserves better than this. De- de- deserves better than some artificial bullshit. So 
we uh, and, and, wait. I'm sorry. That's what it was in the beginning. I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, because all of the it existing never went from bottles, like this great thing that then got bastardized. I'm pretty sure. I mean, everything starts off as this great thing that gets bastardized. Sure. But but by the time it was commercially available on large scale, uh, it was just like red food coloring and a bunch of artificial flavors. Kool Aid concentrate. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hawaiian punch concentrate. Sure. So. Um, we said, you know, New Orleans deserves better than this. Let's see what we can do. So original to the recipe, uh, we started with fresh pineapples, mangoes, passion fruit. Uh, and then we added in, unoriginal to the recipe, but something that we liked, Louisiana strawberries. Because if you're going to be a Louisiana company, Louisiana strawberries are one of the best crops that we have. They're beautiful, and I've never found anything like them outside of Louisiana. Uh, they're fragrant. They're really, like, they hit you right on the nose. They're very pretty. So we work with Johnsdale Farm pretty much just buy out her fields for the season um, and get our, all of our strawberries from her. Uh, and then we added in hibiscus for color because you can't have a hurricane without having that like vibrant red. It's so yeah. closely associated now. So the only way we were going to get that without artificial colors was with hibiscus, which actually turns out to be a natural, natural uh, antimicrobial. Oh. So we lucked out. Is yeah. that because it's tannic? Uh, yeah. The tannins in mm-hmm. the hibiscus are antimicrobial. Yep. Sorry, N- nerd. Yeah. Um, nerd. <clears throat> yeah, but but also it adds probably some some uh, it tempers some of the sweetness too. I'm sure, right? It does. It, it well, it tampers it a little bit, but it also elevates it to another level. So now you get the nose and you get the palate. Neat. Yeah. And how's that one selling? Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many tons? So many. How many Amori Margos? So, about 400 Amori Margos. Wow. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely our bestseller. When we did pre-orders for the season, I think we made uh, $10,000 just on e-commerce in the first four days. Wow. Yeah, through Yowza. pre-sales. Pre-sales. It's not even available yet. Um, and then we ship a ton of it out. It's obviously uh, one of the more popular ones. Grand Banks is using it right now. Oh, here in the city. Yeah. Grand Banks is that, uh, that boat that uh, Thomas Spaeth works on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go in there tomorrow. Yeah, oh, cool. go check it out. So yeah, what? How is your tour going? What 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 do you got? I just got here last night at like twelve thirty. I know you texted me to say you just arrived uh, to let me know you'd be here for I the show. Arrived. Um, what? <laughs> so yeah, how is that? How is the tour? Because you drove the whole way from New Orleans, right? No, I didn't drive from New Orleans. Oh, I thought you. No, no, I took a flight into Philadelphia. Oh. Took a Greyhound bus to Atlantic City. And then uh, Robin Nance came and picked me up and drove me down to Wildwood. Greyhound bus to Atlantic City. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Man, oh man. Missing that uh, socialized lifestyle you had when you were younger. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Then get on a boat tomorrow. (coughs) And then a boat. Yeah, you got it all. Knocking it down. Hell yeah. What Um, time are you going to be there tomorrow? I don't know. You want to go with me? Yep. Yeah. Ooh, I got a date. Um, I'll look at my calendar. I might be able to go if you go in the afternoon. We are. Uh, They're not open during the day. I don't think. Well, late afternoon. I said afternoon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, late, and also, late I ain't getting up that early for you, Southern. <laughs> for you, I will. Yeah. <laughs> See, you just tell me when. See, and he wonders why he's not in my book. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. <laughs> How dare you? So rude. You'll be in the next one. I gave birth to you in 2015. So <laughs> I brought you on as a co-host. <laughs> My life began. You've aged spectacularly. <laughs> I, have. I have. Okay, so see, I had it in my mind that you were like, okay, I have to be at Tiki by the Sea, so I'm going to make this tour from New Orleans all the way up there on the way. Oh, my that, God, no. I thought you'd been living in your car for the past several weeks. No, God. <laughs> uh, no, but my territory is 
Uh, I mean, Tennessee and Atlanta, it was Mississippi and Alabama for a bit, so I do a good bit of driving. I do live a lot in my car listening to the speakeasy. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. Plug within a plug. I listen to a lot of bartender at large and shift drink podcasts. <laughs> and bar none. I, all the ones that are in, our, in the category with yeah, us. Yeah, man. I, listen to, I literally am a listener of all of those. Yeah. And, and bar chick. They're going to actually come and do a thing at the Mori Margo on Friday. Uh, yeah. Saturday, sorry. Cool. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a tight, tight community. Um, yeah. Well, we're getting towards the end here, so let's talk about uh, getting you some more sales. Um, <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. So how do people get in contact with you as a consumer? How do people get in contact with you as a wholesale? Lay it on us. At Cocktail and Sons, everything. Uh, you can reach out. It's my phone number uh, on our Instagram, Facebook, website, everything. Cocktail and Sons. Cocktailandsons.com. At Cocktail and Sons on Twitter. Um, Could I slide into your DMs on my Instagram? <laughs> Tell me about your shelf life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Please slide into my DMs. Um, <laughs> slide it right in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. These are syrups. They're sticking. <laughs> oh, Somebody's getting pregnant again. <laughs> All right. We might be narrowing your market too much. This. Uh, okay, so you're easily reached. Did you bring and this then, pineapple, by the way? And yeah, I did. For I, our brought, bar. I brought you a little uh, paper pineapple for is your it, bar. Is it certified <laughs> Cajun? Here, wait, wait. Let me, let me get you. We'll, we'll put that on the thing. Hold on. Don't, op- don't open it. We'll, I stole it from oh, Tiki by the Sea. You should do a boomerang oh, of him opening it. That's the plan. It. Oh, my gosh. You know my plans. Are we booming? We're, We're booming. booming right now? We're booming. So, we be booming. <laughs> so... Uh, Easily reached and easy to get a hold of. Where are you already? Like, if I want to just go buy you on the shelf. Um, we are at Kalustian's here. Kalustian's, um, the best yeah. fucking store ever. Ever. Um, ever. Right? I'm Where happy. is that? It's on 2nd Avenue and like 28th. 20, 29, I believe. With, yeah. Well, it actually comes right in between, in between 28 and 29. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? We're booming? And then there's a, there's a map. Uh, on our website, if you go to like where can you find us, that shows every single <laughs> store that we're at. Oh, cool. Yeah. This is awesome. You brought us this awesome pineapple. Love it for Symbol of hospitality. You know. The symbol of hospitality. Yes. Uh, a paper pineapple. A paper pineapple. <laughs> uh, this is a symbol. This is a symbol of the symbol of hospitality. <laughs> um, so, Cocktail and Sons, four core products, couple of seasonals. Uh, what's next? Are you going to break out into something else? Are you going to make a tonic or something? What do you got? Oh, no. No, I hope not. Um, I Not that I have anything against it, but there's so many amazing tonics already on the market. You don't want to compete. I don't, I don't think that the world needs another tonic, especially not from us. But there's only one Fascinola. There's only Fascinola, one Fascinola um, for now. Um, yeah. It's just us. What what is the baby? You keep mentioning the baby on. Oh, top the baby of your... on the bottle. Oh, what, have you what never is that had a made, king cake made of? King no, cake. I don't. I don't oh, know. Oh man, king cakes uh, are f- uh, something that we do from Epiphany to uh, Mardi Gras, and it's like a almost like a brioche cinnamon bun that's braided and that has the like frosting. That's and the colors of the New yeah, Orleans flag. The purple, green, and gold on it. Mm-hmm. And um, and when you cut into it, whoever finds the baby has to buy the next king cake. There's a little plastic oh, baby that the baker we, tucks into the cake yeah. after you. It's tiny, you know. It's like this. Yeah, well, they can't definitely tuck it into a the choking. Cake anymore. Definitely a choking hazard. Cool, cool, <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> they can't yeah. tuck it in. They anymore. don't put them inside. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> too many lawsuits. Um, so we put one on the bottle, and it's our thing. It's it's like a you know, if you give this bottle, then they owe you the first drink. Oh, yeah, that's nice. It's cute. That's nice. And I, I meant to ask, actually, I'm glad you brought that one up. What, what's the flavor of king cake syrup? Oh, 
it's beautiful. It's a like a cinnamon cassia bark kind of deep, rich syrup with um, a hint of pecan. We use a local pecan extract. Um, and when you open it, because we use a, a super, super raw sugar for it. I mean, it's like first processed raw sugar. Um, and when you it's open the bottle, brothers. it is, from, it is only, from Three Brothers Farms. It's only two um, of them over there. Father, father and son. <laughs> The, the, the third Three one. brothers. It's a father and son operation. The third, <laughs> the third one's hidden inside of a cake. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> all the way around. When you open the bottle, it has this warm, kind of yeasty, bready smell because of the sugar. Ooh. So yeah. So it smells mm. like cracking up a cinnamon roll. Yeah, it, it does. Oh man, that sounds it awesome. Really, it's oh. so good. I want that in an old-fashioned so mood with some delicious bourbon. Because you know what? I like bourbon. <laughs> Oh, you guys should you guys should you guys should talk after. Do you want to go to the burp? Um, we're a moment. For our guests out there who don't know what the hell we're doing, Burp, burp Castle, yeah, Burp Castle is a bar here in New York City. They serve uh, tons of cool Belgian beers and uh, and uh, they, they they dress like monks behind the bar and uh, and they play very very low Gregorian chant music in the background. <laughs> And when the crowd gets even remotely loud, the bartenders will shush the room. That's very conducive to one night stands. Yeah, I go there to get kicked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some people like you know really they go easy. to like a dominatrix or some shit like that. Just like to, that's I, where you go to get abused. I go to get abused there. <laughs> um, it's it's also just right down the street from McSorley's. Another right. good place to get abused. <laughs> um, we got some great shows coming up. I'm just sure going to list do. a few because then you got a little thing to read and we're running out of time. Um, <laughs> shows upcoming uh, next week. I'm going to just tell you who's coming for the next two weeks. Next week, it's going to be Julie Reiner, owner of Clover Club. Uh, a very iconic. Uh, Ten years now. Yeah, very iconic space. A very iconic woman. Mm-hmm. Strong voice that can be heard both across the bar and across the country and frankly across the world. Um, and she's going to come and talk to us about what it's like to, to run such an iconic place for the past 10 years. Uh, the following week, uh, we're going to have uh, a, another p- a podcast uh, uh, that's been going on for a while. The Daily Beast has their podcast called Life Behind Bars. stars uh, our friends Dave Wondrich and Noah Rothbaum. Uh, they just sit there and chat with each other. They occasionally have guests, but mostly it's just the two of them chewing the fat about what we do in our business. Uh, it's a great thing to listen to. You'll learn a lot if you do. Um, but they're going to be on our show. It's a little cross-pollination podcasting going on in two weeks. So tune in for both of those shows. Damon, what you got? Yeah, man. I, you know, I just want to say again, it was really nice to see so many people around town uh, all over the, from all over the world. Hell you yeah. know, Last week at uh, BCB and the week before at uh, Negroni Week. And, That's so and two weeks ago. Was just, yeah, that, that was my joke last week. You know Negroni? That's so last week. Um, you can only use that one once a year, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, Where's Dave at with the room shot? I don't know. Well, you're the drummer. <laughs> you're the pro. Hey, I know. Uh, yeah. Okay. As I was taking a nap. Sorry. This yeah. Sorry, we're this boring This isn't you, my Dave. house. <laughs> this isn't my show. We're gonna get a little Wait, drum kit set up, and you're gonna sit in whenever you sit in for Fred Armisen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a sixty-seven I love her. I have a sixty-seven slinger link kit. I will bring in here. Oh. If Wait. you want to come in and oh. rock it out, Wait, what, what, don't talk dirty to me. All right, save, save, it for, save it for another time. All right, but uh, yeah, it's it's been really it's wow, what a concentrated month of just amazing people being in town, including like everyone in the studio. Um, it's really nice. It's like I love it, and it keeps us uh, excited about doing the show. And it does. Excited about what we do. Out of town guests. Yeah, and you know, um, company. Also, there were there was a we had a great. Party here last week. Hell yeah! The Sexton and Roberta's and Heritage Radio Network. Two whole roasted pigs in the sunshine. It's insane! It was what a great turnout. So I want to thank everyone who came out for that. Wow. 
And also, on that note, I just want to say that, uh, you know, we couldn't be doing the show for almost eight years now without uh, the support of our our guests, our amazing guests, and also our sponsors and people who donate to the station. So I just want to say that, uh, you know, whatever you think uh, Heritage Radio Network is worth to you, we would obviously appreciate donations uh, to the station, not only for this show, but all the other great shows uh, involved with it. There's a bunch of different uh, member gifts that you can uh, grab by uh, by donating to the station. Um, one of my favorite ones, uh, obviously, is... I always have a beer koozie in my back pocket. Uh-huh, <laughs> so, like, you do. It's we, true. We definitely have some of those. But uh, our our longtime uh, like founding uh, engineer and producer Jack Kinsley. Oh yeah, he, I saw that on the list. He created a, a custom ringtone for your amazing. Phone. Oh, that's one of the things you can get uh, <laughs> for. Amazing. It was pretty cool. He's. You, have you ever listened to Jack's music? Oh yeah, man. Ever seen him DJ? Uh, yeah. Fucking crushes it, man. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, hey, so. what's up? This is Jack Inslee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Jack? Hey. The, vo- the voice of gold. Actually, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not bad at DJ either. No, Dave's freestyling. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other things like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much all you need to like make me happy and maybe you want to donate to the station. Oh Just keep. Keep the zingers going. Give us your credit card numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Other things include like uh, pens, t shirts, uh, subscription to Cherry Bomb magazine, which is a fucking killer magazine. Um, uh, Things like uh, slate cheese boards from uh, Brooklyn Slate, Um, studio tours, lunches, parties, all this stuff. So uh, just become a member and please donate to the station so we can keep, uh, you know, bringing you information and. Also, just and, allow us to have more fun. Information, <laughs> information and entertainment. We're yeah, in, that's what we we're, do. We're infotainment. Infotainment. Damon, what's the name of your Twitter account that I'm taking over? Actually, yeah, that's true. Um, so I've had the Twitter account Speakeasy Radio forever, yeah. and, which I rarely use. I, I use it for my I'm not taking it over. Instagram. We're going to do it together. We're going to use it together, yeah. So we're going to start um, using Speakeasy Radio. Um, or Speakeasy Podcast. Uh, Speakeasy Instagram. Podcast is Instagram. Twitter is Speakeasy Radio. We're going to start taking um, uh, questions for our guests, our upcoming guests. So anyone out there, feel free to shoot us some questions for the guests, and we'd love to be able to answer those live on air. Love it. Cool. I think that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Thanks so much for our guests being here today. Um, I've had a fucking blast. It's really it's really been a good time. And thanks for the, the paper pineapple. Oh, and the syrups that are going right up on the Speakeasy oh, bar. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. They're sh- they're, they are shelf stable. That's right. And we, but when we open them, we yeah. also have a refrigerator. We have a refrigerator now. So that's, that's good right. too. Um, so that's it for this week. Continue listening to the Speakeasy and Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. Until next week, I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern T. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. 
And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.